You're listening to Rewind, a listen back on press conferences, highlights, and analysis from the 76ers' previous game. All too familiar themes for the Philadelphia 76ers on the road. They fall to the Indiana Pacers in a noteworthy midseason Eastern Conference matchup. 101-95, to I'm Brian Seltzer with the loss. The 76ers have now dropped six straight on the road. They slip a half game behind Indiana. In the Eastern Conference standings, the Pacers leapfrog the 76ers into fifth, improving to 25-15, and 15, while the 76ers are now 25-16. and 16. They were swept on this two-game road trip, which started Saturday in Dallas, and the Sixers now have dropped six of their last eight games and nine of their past 13, which essentially accounts for the last three and a half, four weeks. For the Sixers on the road, they struggled with their perimeter shot once again. They were just six of 33 for the game in the second half they were three for 17 ben simmons got off to a terrific start and he was able to crank out 20 points in tonight's opening half he finished with a game high 24 but you do the math he was kept in check in the second half josh richardson who earlier in the day earned his first ever conference player of the week award had an awesome fourth quarter he scored 17 of his 23 points including the 76ers final 13 points of the game but it was not enough tonight as the pacers kept the 76ers scoreless for the final two minutes of play and they got the decisive six points from the free throw line and that's one area where you look at that final fourth quarter 76ers turned the ball over way too much seven turnovers in the fourth quarter and indiana got to the line twice as many times albeit in the final minutes than the 76ers and that was a pretty key disparity two areas that were key disparities in the fourth quarter much like what we saw saturday at dallas the sixers enjoyed a really promising start to the game Um, they played great defense Uh, i thought more consistent defense tonight probably good enough defense to win the game but indy just clamped down too much for the sixers late Um, but again the second half the decisive turning point against the 76ers they gave up 68 second half points to the dallas mavericks on saturday and tonight uh, they surrendered 61 points to the Indiana Pacers in the second half at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. So a tough one for the 76ers. They drop into sixth place in the East. The Pacers move a half a game in front of the 76ers. They've now won two out of the three matchups on the year. The Sixers will have an opportunity to try and hold serve on their home floor again in March. But for now, the Sixers will head back home for two games against Brooklyn and Chicago later in the week, looking to get back on track. Tom McGinnis called this one in Indianapolis tonight. Tom, where did you see things go against the Sixers in the second half? Well, honestly, I thought you did a great job of summarizing the game and then plus the the breakdown from from Coach Brown. And, you know, there's just the driving and and traffic and the way that Indiana covered the Sixers down the stretch was just uh, really impressive. And that spelled the difference as the Sixers could not get open and and get any good looks. And, you know, again, it's – Part of that is compounded by, you know, the the difficulty in making open or not even open, but just making threes and making outside shots. And then it's it's glaring like the Sixers without Joel. That really is just an obvious, you know, difference, because even if he's not scoring down low, at least he's somebody they had a guard or the ball goes in there initially. But part of the the storyline coming into the game is now this is the third game without Embiid with this hand injury after the surgery, and you're trying to define how this group will play uh, without him. And Brett Brown looked at it as an opportunity 
And, uh, you know, you saw some things in terms of how you described and, and what I called with Ben Simmons getting in there and being so aggressive and attacking in the first half. But that wasn't there in the second half. He had only one field goal. You mentioned four points. Two of those were free throws. And uh, so it's tough. I mean, they kind of bottled up Horford a little bit. As you mentioned, uh, that the Harris three was blocked by T.J. Warren. So you got to give them credit with their defense. And, again, they held the Sixers to 96 points. That's 13 fewer than their average. Uh, but certainly, as I said, the, these games define things. And you got if you're going to say that, then okay, then this defines and the Sixers are still searching. They're, they're in a tailspin right now, and they could have gotten out of it had they executed down the stretch. They couldn't stop Brogdon, and they couldn't score themselves, and it spells defeat here in Indianapolis. By the score of 101 to 95 at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. You know, Tom, the three-point shooting thing is, is kind of a tricky thing to look at right now because I want to say it was maybe before the game against OKC last week when the 76ers came off the road. They were winless in four games, and Brett Brown... Uh, before the game, talked a lot about um, prioritizing trying to manufacture simply more three-point opportunities. Let's just forget makes for a moment, but more three-point opportunities. And they didn't quite seem to do that against OKC in Boston. They took 37 attempts against Dallas the other night, 33 tonight, which is more than what they had averaged per game uh, before Brett made those comments. But it's they're a different three-point shooting team on the road than they are at home. Like Just some of the shots aren't going down. It's It's bizarre. Yeah, I know, and like, and I made a comment, and I stand by it. So, at one point, the Sixers they shot eighteen percent from three. Yeah, and more threes? Really? You want more? I, I just, I, I, I have to digress and disagree. Like I thought during the game, they're not. They clearly didn't have the the legs. I mean, they weren't the ball that was was short. Almost all the attempts were short. Same thing for Indiana. That that's not hard to figure out. You're not getting the ball there. And so for me, at least in a phase of the game, you know, like, and these were, a lot of them were open looks, you know, drive the ball more. And they did right after that, they started getting some mid-range shots, uh, you know, so I, I know what the analytics say, but boy, just watching basketball and, and looking at it, the threes weren't going. And, and so I, I think you got to go to something else at that and try to work on something else and try to get something else going to the basket or, you know, pick and pop where they're 18 footers and, uh, it's just, you know, when they're not going and certainly on the road, I don't know what the difference is, you know, how the crowd plays into it in, in that area. Um, but it's an area where the Sixers have struggled at times, and clearly this was one of those games. Well, and it goes back to the big picture point that you made. Um, we should certainly clarify that Brett Brown made those comments about wanting to see more three-pointers before Joel Embiid got hurt. Well, Joel Embiid is now hurt. We're not sure how long he's going to be out for. And while the Sixers were able to get some uh, of their looks and converted late in the game against the Boston Celtics on Thursday, I, I think, I don't know how you feel, this is going to be an ongoing thing for the immediate future with that Embiid is just seeing like how they're going to figure this out with the options they have currently on the floor when games tighten up late against good teams. Yeah, right. No, that's not going away. And, and let me be clear, and this sounds like I'm talking out both sides of my mouth. So the Sixers made six. And, like, the three, you know, what I've noticed over the years, and the Sixers have not been traditionally over the last, you know, well, really, I don't know, eight, ten years, they've not been one of the top three-point shooting teams. Certainly last year and the last couple of years with Reddick, it changed the dynamic a little bit. And and when you're making them, it gets you back in the games. And when you have a slight lead, it obviously pushes the leads where sometimes it's a two-, three-possession ball game but I stand by what I said regarding you know when you're not making them and then continuing to take them I don't know sometimes that seems a little 
foolhardy or just it seems like they're not it's not going to swing the balance when you're not making them when you're missing them time yeah. after time uh but again you you have to find a, some type of of recipe or way to attack without Embiid you're right it's a wholly different thing and Horford's a different type of player uh than Joel the idea is to play faster and I thought Simmons just he completely dominated with how he attacked I believe he was eight of ten in the first half from the field uh, and yet he had a couple close-range shots down the stretch that he shot kind of as layups from five feet or so, and those are difficult. Those are hard shots. To me, you got to square the shoulders and, and shoot that like a jump shot, like a you know right in there in close range. And there was just a whole uh, th- number of things that uh, that went Indiana's ways. And you know, like I said, to change your identity on the road, you've got to win these games. You got to play better down the stretch. It is more difficult, no doubt away from Philadelphia, and it's like the Sixers are two different teams. Six straight losses here, only seven wins on the road, period. You know, and they've been dominant at home with, what, 18 victories. And, you know, no matter what happens, and, and right now the Sixers are outside the top four, and who's to say how it ends up in the next half of the season? Hopefully they'll get a home court advantage in the first round. But at some point you have to win on the road in the playoffs anyway. I mean, more than likely. And so you've got, and you can't just click your heels, snap your fingers, and say, voila, we'll be a playoff, we'll be a tough road team on the play. You have to form the habits, know with confidence that you can close out games on the road, execute down the stretch. That's what playoff, just how tight we saw it here down the stretch, that's what the playoffs are like. Every single, you have to squeeze every little drop out of the wet towel, if you will, and milk it and try to, to get the offense, it's not free-flowing. It's not running racehorse, dunk the basketball, 94 feet. That's not how it goes in the guts of a hard, tough road playoff game or any game on the road where it's this close. That's just not how it works. 76ers fall at Indy 101-95. We'll even at this time talking about where do some of the 76ers late games options come from. You know, Josh Richardson has, has been putting up his hand as of late. He reached the 20-point mark for the Fourth time in his last six games, and he was great in the fourth quarter. Certainly put the 76ers in a position to steal this one tonight. Uh, he, he was terrific. That one three he made with the shot clock winding mm. down. And, you know, like, again, that was the question coming into the season. Who is the Sixers' closer? And it's certainly you would think and beat. And, again, it can be multi- – if you swing the ball – now, the play can typically, you know, if not this, then this, and it can go to different players – but Horford and Harris and all these guys can score the ball. And, again, I, I believe, you know, you obviously have to construct a play for a guy. But, like, by way of example, you know, that ball, Horford kicked it out to Harris. If, as Coach said, Tobias fakes, gets Warren to fly by, maybe he dribbles in and slides it back to Horford for a layup. So, I mean, any given play can have multiple options and things. You have to be able to be flexible and, and play and take what the defense gives you. But Richardson is certainly a guy that all of a sudden has become that kind of player. Uh, and as you say, standing up and, and taking the challenge and delivering. But it can be multiple guys. And but, but they have to be able to prove it and deliver with the game on the line. They've all done it in previous times, but they got to be able to do it on a consistent basis to be able to be a ball club that has these multiple options that can deliver down the stretch. Good points by Tom McGinnis. After a tough night for the 76ers, Tom will speak again on Wednesday. Good night. 76ers lose to the Indiana Pacers, go winless on this two-game road trip. They've now dropped six straight away from South Philadelphia. 101-95, they were looking to bounce back after a second half got away from them Saturday in Dallas. Ben Simmons was, simply put, a beast. 
in the first Simmons half. with the ball to Harris out top. And again, Ben goes down low. Horford trying to find him. He gets good position this time, and he lays it up going backward, and he puts it up and in. Simmons with Brogdon, and Turner there scores it. Four love Sixers. And Ben Simmons would double that total before he took his first break on the bench in the first quarter. 76ers led by a point after 12 minutes, 23-22. When Simmons returned to the court in the second quarter, he was in full-fledged attack mode once again. Here's Ben on a drive into the lane. Muscles through everybody in a two-hand stop. Ben Simmons throws it down. Timeout, Indiana. That put the 76ers up 33-31. Ben Simmons with one of his best plays of the season to end the first half. Brockton dribbles, stops, starts, goes in on Al. Hems the baseline, throws it away. Simmons with a breakout. He gets into the lane on Jeremy Lamb and slams it. Look out, Lamb. Ben Simmons like a freight train. <laughs> Indeed he was, Ben Simmons. Wholly by himself, taking care of that first half highlight reel. He scored 20 points in the first half, his second highest total ever in his career in a first half. 76ers led 49-40 at the break. In the third quarter, things, as they did Saturday at Dallas, started to tighten up a little bit more. Indiana began making their shots. Their defense clamped down, but another strong play by Ben Simmons at the rack put the 76ers back in the lead in the latter stages of the third. Shot clock at three. Simmons drives it, jams it. Oh, man, he went for the right perimeter right down the lane and wraps it up and dunks the ball. They made it 69-67. It was tied at 69 going into the fourth for as good as Ben Simmons was. Up to that point in the game, Josh Richardson began taking over in the fourth. He had his first two shots of the final period to give the 76ers a boost. They were going back and forth, back and forth with Indy until Richardson nudged them in front. Out top, Josh. Richardson with Miles Turner on him. There should be a mismatch. Brockton's got L. Here's Josh backing up, 15-footer shot in the air, bucket, it's good. Eastern Conference Player of the Week, and Richardson able to get the pull-up shot on Turner. That made it 88-87, 76ers. Now as hot as Richardson got, so too did Malcolm Brogdon for the Indiana Pacers. He locked it up on a three-pointer at 92-92. Josh Richardson with his final bucket and the 76ers' final bucket of the night. Sixers really with three now. They got a fire shot by Josh. It's gone! Are you kidding me? Josh Richardson with a clock about the buzzer. A play most worthy of the Are You Kidding Me signature call from Tom McGinnis. 76ers back in front, 95-94, but they would not score again the rest of the game, whereas the Pacers would walk to the line uh, a couple more times. Their final seven points coming from the free throw line in their 101-95 win. But, yeah, that three-pointer from Richardson was spectacular. Line drive straight away, heavily contested about 30 feet out. He scored the final 13 points of the game for the 76ers, but it would not be enough in a 6 point loss. For the 76ers, they shot 41.5% for the game. The Pacers only 38.5%. But here's where some of the big disparities and decisive disparities were. 76ers just 6 of 33 from outside the arc and 15 of 19 from the line. Pacers with 10 three-pointers and they outscored the 76ers by 10 from the free throw line. Uh, also, the Pacers, they were really good in the second half at grabbing their offensive rebounds. Uh, they were plus one overall on the offensive boards. That helped their cause as well. 76ers with seven of their 13 turnovers, 
in the fourth quarter, just nine turnovers for the Pacers. Sixers led by Ben Simmons. He scored 20 of his 24 in the first half. He had 14 rebounds along with three assists. 23 for Josh Richardson, 17 of those coming in the fourth quarter. 15 for Tobias Harris, 10 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 blocks for Al Horford. For the Pacers, 21 apiece for Malcolm Brogdon and T.J. Warren. Warren with the big block on a Tobias Harris potential go-ahead three with 30 seconds to go. Miles Turner with 14 and 10. And DeMontis Sabonis with 10 and 16 for uh, Indy. And Justin Holiday with 14 off the bench. T.J. McConnell, he had four points, three assists in 14 minutes. With a loss, the 76ers are now 25 and 16. They're a half game behind Indy for sixth place in the East. The Pacers now 25 and 15. You've been listening to Rewind. Look out for fresh episodes the day after every 76ers game this season.